You're listening to the Quince podcast. A decades-old border dispute between Maharashtra and Karnataka has caught fire again. with Maharashtra Chief Minister Uddhav Thackeray taking claims to some long disputed territories between the states Maharashtra for the last 60 years or so has been laying its claim on areas such as Belagavi Karwar Nippani Vijayapura Tharwad and Uttarakhand that are currently a part of Karnataka arguing the Marathi speaking regions should come under Maharashtra and recently in a public book launch event on 27 January as CM Thackeray revived the state government's agenda asking for the disputed areas to be made into a union territory until the problems are resolved Karnataka Deputy Chief Minister Lakshman Savadi spat back at him, saying that Mumbai should be made into a union territory. While Thakri accused the Karnataka government of deliberately changing Belgaum's name to Belagavi, even threatening to take the matter to court, Savadi condemned the statements made by the Shiv Sena Dabras and that Marathi people in Belgaum are like all Karnatikas in the state. So what is the Belgaum land dispute all about? And what is fueling it all these decades? For today's episode, we spoke to Deepak Pawar, who is the editor for the book Maharashtra-Karnataka Border Dispute, Struggle and Pledge. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Imad. Now, the dispute between the two states over Belgaum and other border areas has been pending before the Supreme Court since 2004. But the issue has originated since the state of Karnataka was formed in 1956. What exactly led to the dispute? Let's rewind to 1956. This was right after India became independent of the British rule when in 1948, the Belgaum municipality requested for the district to be part of the Maharashtra state since it had a predominantly Marathi-speaking population. The State Reorganization Act of 1956, however, made Belgaum and 10 talukas of the Bombay state which were part of the erstwhile Bombay presidency part of the Mysore state now Karnataka the division was made on the basis of linguistic and administrative lines we got in touch with Deepak Pawar whose book Maharashtra Karnataka border dispute struggle and pledge revived the issue again with the Maharashtra government to understand why the row is still alive decades later when the states reorganization commission submitted its report and created 14 unilingual states one of the states that was carved out was the then state of mysore the state of maharashtra was not carved out because the issue of inclusion of the then city of bombay uh, in the state of maharashtra was not uh, finally decided at that point of time and therefore uh, when the mysore state was created parts of the then bombay province which included belgaum nipani khanapur karwar uh, uh, on the southern maharashtra side and uh, parts of the marathi speaking areas from bidar bhalki aurad and in uh, in gulbarga uh, in the alandh alandh taluka all these areas were included in the state of mysore and these are marathi speaking areas uh, the uh, argument that maharashtra has been making is that on the uh, on the criteria of states reorganization this entire area should belong to maharashtra there is a uh, four cat uh, there are four categories or four uh, major uh, indicators of states reorganization one is village as a unit second is geographical uh, contiguity third is wishes of the people and fourth is numerical strength of a particular linguistic community so on on the basis of all these indicators this entire area is marathi speaking more than 70 to 80% of the people in this particular area are marathi speaking despite the fact that karnataka has tried to uh, bring in a large chunk of kannadiga population 
of retired civil services and retired personnel in the city of Belgao. Despite that, the population strength of the Marathi speaking people remains quite solid in all these areas. So that is the origin of this entire controversy. These areas are culturally rooted in the Marathi culture. These areas, whether you take Marathi schools or you, ta you uh, take literary organizations, cultural organizations, civil society organizations of this entire area, or if you take the language of business and other transactions in this entire region, everything happens in Marathi, whether it is the Belgao Municipal Corporation, whether it is the Karwar region or Supahallar region or Bidar Bhalki region, all business, all business transactions uh, were done in Marathi. And basically, Marathi was the language on the horizon. Marathi was the language spoken by maximum number of people. So the Marathi language is deeply culturally embedded in this particular reason, region. And that is one of the reasons why Maharashtra has been insisting on getting this particular area rightfully back to the state of Maharashtra. So what happened next? Dissatisfied with the division of its territory, Maharashtra then petitioned the centre, which in 1966 constituted the Mahajan Commission, headed by the third Chief Justice of Supreme Court of India, Meher Chand Mahajan, which recommended that 262 villages that are under Karnataka and 300 other villages in Karwar, Halyal and Supa Taluks be given to Maharashtra. But yet again, it left the city of Belagavi, then known as Belgam, out and retained it in Maharashtra. The Karnataka government says that this report is final. And maintains that Belagavi or Belgam is an integral part of the state and has also built several government buildings in the city where legislative sessions are held once a year. While the Karnataka government says that the matter is all settled, Maharashtra has said that the commission recommendations are biased and have asked for a review of the report. Over the years, successive governments in the state has brought up the issue again and again and again. And the case, as we said, is also pending in the Supreme Court since 2004. But why is the issue revived ever so often? What significance does it hold for the both states? Pawar says that there's an ongoing political movement around it. See, the publication of my book uh, uh, is, is basically a kind of political moment, a major political moment for the political class in Maharashtra. I'm very happy that the entire uh, gamut of leadership of Maharashtra's uh, political uh, spectrum, they made it a point to come together and speak in uh, one voice. But what I understand is that uh, in, the, in the border areas, people are becoming impatient. They are becoming impatient because the Supreme Court case is getting dragged. They are becoming impatient because, because despite the fact that we have gone to the Supreme Court, Karnataka has not stopped its linguistic atrocities, whether it is uh, uh, agriculture-related documents, whether it is Marathi medium schools, whether it is uh, usage of Marathi in public domain, Karnataka has been following a very high-handed policy. And if you listen to the uh, various political authorities, various other authorities on the Karnataka side of the spectrum, you would find that they have been very, very callous as far as their treatment to the Marathi-speaking people is concerned. So I think this anger has reached the highest echelons of power in Maharashtra. And secondly, the unease of the Maharashtra political elites about perceived division in the, in the, in the leadership of the Maharashtra Ekikaran Samiti, that has also alerted the political class. So we want the Maharashtra political class 
to come together and speak in one voice. We also want all the groups and segments of Maharashtra Ekikaran Samiti to come together, forge unity, and speak in one voice. I think that is that can be considered as an imperative or important factor as far as this the revival of this particular movement is concerned. Soon after Maharashtra Mahavikas Agadi government came to power, CM Thakre got to work over this matter and appointed ministers Chagan Bhujpal and Ekna Shinde as co-coordinators to oversee this government's efforts to expedite the case relating to the border dispute. Pawar says that the Maharashtra government has now also redirected its efforts in the disputed areas in forms of assistance and creation of a continuous program for the people in the region. He also mentioned that the government will aim to push these programs into the forthcoming budget. Whether it is employment, whether it is services, whether it is agriculture, whether it is uh, any any kind of assistant to cultural, literary, linguistic and other organizations, civil society organizations, we are trying to carve out or create a kind of continuous program for the benefit of the people in the border areas. And this program we intend to put in mission mode. We intend to put it in a comprehensive mission mode and take it forward. Most probably if we are successful, if we are lucky enough to press this matter in the forthcoming budget. But what is the way forward? Will the dispute see any conclusion? Deepak Pawar says that his book is a vehicle to understand the dispute for both states, the resolutions made so far, the communications between them, and most importantly, the way forward. See, the dispute is going on for last more than six decades. And one of the things where the Marathi-speaking people have failed is uh, uh, working for documentation. So we are good in uh, raising slogans. We are good at like mobilizing people on the street, but we have not spent that much of our energy on documentation and creating database, creating records. So although we have used a sizable chunk of our records for the Supreme Court, this particular book, Maharashtra Karnataka Border Dispute, Struggle and Pledge, Sangharshani Sankalpa, that this book basically is divided into six or seven parts. Most importantly, what we have given in this book is all the government resolutions that the government of Maharashtra has come up, come out with since 1995, when we established the Sima Kaksha or the border dispute cell in the general administration department of government of Maharashtra. So all the GRs and all the benefits uh, that the government of Maharashtra aims to give and a major section in the book is about the correspondence of the government of Maharashtra with the union government and the government of Karnataka. The book is five, book has 570 pages and it's a comprehensive ready reckoner kind of a document which will be useful for academics and also for people in the movement on both sides of the spectrum. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.